So I want to continue today uh, from where we were a couple of weeks ago, uh, and we were talking about the the fivefold ministry of the church and God's design for His church was that um, that 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 there are f- the fivefold, the five aspects of the ministry of God's church is the way that He's designed it so that it can function in its fullness, right? So that all aspects and all the things that that God wants His church to be doing, He's gifted the church with the fivefold ministry, who in His design are called to work together collectively to fulfill the mission of taking the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. Because we know that as the church, that is our mission. That is our goal, to take the truth of the word of God, to take the reality of Jesus Christ and of who he is and who he was and what he did and all that God has done from the moment that he formed the world and formed the universe that we know, right? His design was that his people would be in his presence and come to know him. Right, And now, obviously, we know that sin came into the world and Jesus had to come and Jesus died for us. And now that is the responsibility and that is the role of God's church in this world to take the message of the gospel to all of those that need to hear it. Because every single one of us know that we were at a place in our lives at some point where we didn't have the gospel, where we didn't have a knowledge and an understanding of who Jesus was. We may have heard about him and heard stories, but we did not have an understanding understanding of exactly who Jesus Christ was and an understanding of what it meant for us as individuals when he gave up his life on the cross, that we could be restored and reunited in our relationship with the most holy God who is over everything, in everything, through everything, right? It's incredible to me to, 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 to think about like the God who created the universe. Like you can just look up at the night sky, look up at the sun, just look, at, look around you at, at the beauty of creation and the beauty of nature. And we know and we understand because the Bible tells us that that was all formed and all created by the God that we serve. The same God who came and gave up his life for us so that we could be reunited and reconnected with him. So that his goodness could overflow in our lives. So that his mercy could be shown in our lives. So that the the message of Jesus and the love that God has for this world could be expressed through his church. That is the goal. That is the role of the church. And God designed his church and gifted his people. As we know, we are the church. It's not about a building. It's not about any particular place. It's about the people of God understanding that they are the church and God has gifted his church and gifted his people in such a way that these five aspects of ministry work together cohesively to express the truth of the gospel and the reality of God as the creator of the universe. So that the truth that God has shared with us through His world, uh, through His word, sorry, is what the church is founded and built upon, and what leads and guides each of our lives. The fivefold ministry, in effect, uh, in effect, protects the church and protects us as believers from all forms of lies and deception that tries to infiltrate and confuse the truth of the gospel. So, in Ephesians, we're going to be reading Ephesians chapter four. Uh, from verse 11 through to 16, if if you want to turn to it. If not, that's all good. It'll be up on the screen there. So Ephesians 4, 
uh, 11 through to 16. So we're basically, we're only going to be in these verses. So we're not going to go anywhere else. We're going to be in these verses trying to understand uh, exactly what this is saying and what it means for us. And we're going to go a little bit more into each of the fivefold and, and, and what their role actually is. Because we, and I'll read it first and then I'll say that. So Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom, excuse me, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body, for the edifying of itself in love. So it's a lot of words, but it's important that we read that whole thing and get an understanding of, of exactly what this portion, this, this passage of Scripture is trying to teach us. So quick recap. We have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The fivefold ministry of the church. Now, what I was going to say before is that we have in our minds, when we read those words, and when I read those words to you, uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, we already have... Uh, a predetermined idea in our minds of what those words mean. We, 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 each of us has a picture. When I say apostle, you, you have a picture in your mind of what that means, right? When I say prophet, you, 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 have a, you have a picture and an understanding of what that word means to you. And often our presupposition, our uh, our pre-understanding of what those things are, are that they are the, the, these big, incredible, overly important things that only a select few people will ever do. You know, we think of the 12 apostles, right? That, that, that we will never be uh, who they were. We will never be like them. We understand prophets and we think of people like uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, like Old Testament prophets, who are these incredible men of God who had incredible ministries, right? And so the, the, our understanding of these words paints for us a picture of what we think, and we instantly think to ourselves, oh, well, that could never be me. I, we, we think, I could never fill any one of those roles because it's too big, it's too out there, it's too important, right? But what, what, what we're going to do is we're going to look at each of these uh, individually, each aspect of the fivefold, uh, and, and understanding what the word that is used actually means. Because in reality, it's so much simpler when you understand the meaning of the word that is being used in this scripture. It, 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 it changes our view on it and, and will hopefully help you realize, as it has me, that all of these things are actually so much more achievable than what your mind would originally tell you when I read out apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, all that kind of stuff. Cool? So firstly, apostle. So the definition of the word in this verse we are looking at, <coughs> excuse me again, uh, in Ephesians, the word apostle uh, means an ambassador, uh, a messenger, or an envoy. Someone who has been sent with a message to carry to an opposing people group 
or an opposing force. So um, uh, in the times of, of, of kings and when there were kingdoms and kingdoms would uh, go to war, uh, if, if one king wanted to deliver a message to, to another king, whether maybe they were trying to surrender, like whatever was going on, they would send a messenger that was known as an envoy. And that envoy would take the message that was given to them by his king, and he would take that message and deliver it to the other king. And the envoy was protected, uh, in a sense. Like no, no one would, would attack him because he was going to deliver a message. And the word apostle in, this ver- in the verse that, that we're talking about is simply that. It's an ambassador, a messenger, or an envoy. Somebody who, who has been given a message by somebody important and is told to go and deliver that message to somebody else who needs to hear it, right? So suddenly, already just with apostle, it's, it's not this big out there outlandish thing. It's somebody who has a message to carry, who's been given a message um, from God to take to somebody else, to take to another group of people. It, it, it's not... Um, it, it, it's not only the original twelve, you know, d- disciples who became apostles. Then, you know, it's just for them. It was a word that was given, I guess, a, 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 as, a, as a term of endearment because they were the first and they were the like original messengers and they were given this message to carry. But you and I have been given that same message to carry the message of the gospel. The message hasn't changed since they received it and they started taking it out. The message is the same message that each of us, you and I, carry, right? We are and you are messengers, ambassadors of the kingdom of God and envoys because you've been called to take the message of Jesus Christ to those who need to hear it, right? It's a lot simpler than we think it is. So in essence, it's saying that that everyone who goes out with a message and takes it to those who need to hear that message is is in fact an apostle, a messenger, an envoy, someone with a message to carry from God. And and I kind of mentioned that there are those that would argue that the term apostle was only meant for the original 12 uh, disciples. But but again, the the definition of this word shows us that, that, that really it's anyone who takes the message of the gospel to those who need to hear it at its simplest form, the simplest meaning of, of the word used in that scripture. Okay, next, prophets. Prophet is defined as a person who is inspired by God to reveal God's purpose or will, or one who speaks for God and interprets his will for man. In simpler terms, basically one who speaks the words that God has given them to mankind <coughs> to reveal the truth and purposes of God's will. So anyone who hears from God and can go and speak that to somebody else is in effect acting as a prophet within the fivefold ministry of the church. How many people have heard God speak to them before? And God's given you a message or a word or something to share with somebody else, right? That's the fulfillment of this word, right? The definition. Again, person who is inspired by God to reveal God's purpose or will, or one who speaks for God and interprets his will for man. Right? And there is, however, and I won't go into too much today, but there are, um, there are those who would be described as, um, as holding the office of a prophet 
And those would be guys like Jeremiah and Isaiah and the Old Testament prophets who, who uh, in, in their time, like, they were the one. Like, they were the one that God spoke to to, to, to give the message to Israel. They, they would hold the office of a prophet. That, that is a much bigger thing and a much different thing than, than what we're talking about here. Um, and then there are those who simply have the prophetic gift which is what we see operated within our church. People use the prophetic gift. Ken, uh, when he sees these things and has these visions, like he's using the prophetic gift God is showing him and he's sharing it so that the church can be enlightened, so that the church together, collectively, we can hear and understand what it is that God's saying. Ken could, could get that and just hold it in for himself and think, God, that, thank you for that. That's a beautiful picture. I'll take that and I'll hold on to it. But he comes and he shares it so that the entire church can be edified, so that the entire church can be lifted up, so that the entire church can hear and understand that God is speaking to people, that God is wanting to reveal his plan and reveal his purpose and reveal his truth. He's not silent he's speaking to us and that is the gift of prophecy and there are many people in this place today I believe who have the gift of prophecy it it comes out and we see it come out in our prayer meeting we see it come out when when we're meeting together we see it come out on Sundays when, when we gather together God is speaking to his people and the gift of prophecy is an incredibly important aspect of what God wants to do to continue to encourage his church Right? And it's one of the five-fold ministries of the church that God has designed and given to the church through to work together collectively with the rest of the five-fold to carry the message and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. Okay? Thirdly, evangelist. The definition here simply means bringer of good tidings or one who preaches slash proclaims the gospel. Now, it's true um, that in most instances of its use through the book of Acts and the New Testament, uh, the term is used of someone who would, who would travel from place to place uh, proclaiming the gospel message. That's mostly how it's used in the New Testament and in the book of Acts. But again, you, you just look at the word at its simplest, as, as, as what the word actually means. A bringer of good news, a bringer of good tidings, one who preaches or proclaims the gospel. Right? How many of us do that? Have you, have you ever told anyone the gospel message? Have you ever talked to anyone about Jesus? If so, then in that moment, you were fulfilling the role of an evangelist. You didn't necessarily have to travel, uh, walk 70 miles to the neighbouring town to deliver that message. See, we, 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 we can get caught in, in understanding it from, from, um, from, what, from what we read and, and, and how the original uh, apostles and disciples had to go about it. They, they had to go. They had to go that far. They had to walk that distance. They had to take the message from, from where it was and where it originated in Jerusalem. And they had to take the message from there out to Judea, out to Samaria, out to the ends of the earth, right? And now the, the message of the gospel has reached a majority of the planet, not all of the planet, right? But, and so now there is less 
There, there, there is so much less need for somebody to travel great distances to share the message. But we can do it right where we are because there are people who are around you and who are around us who need to hear the gospel message just as much as anybody else in any other country, anywhere over the world, right? Anytime you open your mouth and proclaim the truth of the gospel, anytime you open your mouth and tell somebody about the love of Jesus Christ and about what Jesus Christ did, then according to the fivefold ministry, you are acting as an evangelist. And you are also carrying the message that you were given, so you're actually acting as, as an apostle in, 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 the same, in the same way. Right? We, we need to let go of, of these big... Um, these big ideas that, that we have of these words and understand them at its simplicity because we, the church, are called to function in this fivefold ministry that God has given and God has designed for His church to take the message out into the, into the world, right? So whether you're talking to one person or a thousand people about the message of Jesus Christ and, pro- and proclaiming the gospel, right, you're fulfilling the role of evangelist. God has given to His church those who will speak of His kingdom and proclaim its truth, and that, and, and it's vital. It's vital that that role is fulfilled, because that's how the message gets out to the world, right? Fourthly, pastors. So the word for pastor, uh, and many of you have, have probably heard this before. Um, <clears throat> the word for pastor uh, here in, in, in this verse in Ephesians is actually the word for shepherd. The word means shepherd. Okay, uh, so literally means a person who herds sheep or can refer by extension to various kinds of leaders, including a church leader who protects church members from danger, feeds their souls, and keeps them within the safekeeping of Christ's dominion and reign. The word literally indicates a person whose occupation it is to be responsible for his or another's flock. Leaders are often metaphorically referred to as shepherds of those they are responsible for. And yet when we hear the word pastor, um, you know, you've got Pastor Zoe, Pastor Karen, Pastor Keith. Um, when, when we hear that word pastor, we, we have an, an understanding of what we think that should mean that that person does. Right? And, and often... Um, we think that the pastor should be the one doing absolutely everything. And a pastor should be doing a lot of things. I'm not trying to get out of doing anything, okay? Uh, a pastor should, should be doing a lot of things because that is their role. But the word here, shepherd, right, is to care for God's flock to, as a leader, make sure that the flock are being fed, the flock are being cared for, they're kept safe from danger, right? It's, it's literally the, the pastor, the shepherd, is called to take care of God's flock. And there are many people in the church who do that. It's not just the role of the pastor. That's why we have a pastoral care team. Effectively, the people on that team are shepherds of the flock. And we are so blessed that we have an incredible pastoral care team. Here's so many people who are willing to give up their time and their energy and and lay down their lives to take care of people because that's what this word and that's what God, the way that God has designed his church and given to it the, the gift of the pastor, the gift of the shepherd to take care of the flock, to feed the flock, to protect the flock, to make sure that, that, that spirit, uh, spiritually that the church is being fed the word of God. Amen? 
Uh, so last one, when I get down to it, where am I? I don't want to read that one. And lastly, we have teachers. So teachers, in general, a person who, this one's pretty simple, a person who teaches others. In church leadership, a person who teaches the doctrine and the way of life of Christianity. So the word denotes someone who teaches others a certain body of teachings or beliefs. A teacher has a position of authority over the one who is being taught, both in the Jewish uh, rabbi system and among like the, the, the Greco-Roman uh, philosophers. Uh, it was assumed that teachers seek to shape students in their own image through their teaching and lifestyle. The difference is teachers in a church aim to shape people to the image of Christ through their teaching. The teacher's role in the church is to make sure that the truth is being proclaimed, that the, the people, the church, are being taught the truth of the Word of God, that, 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 that only what is written in the Word of God is what is being taught in the house is the role of the teacher. And, and to do it in such a way that the people that they're speaking to, that they're teaching, can understand what is being taught so that it can be applied to their lives, so that change can come, so that we can be more like Jesus, so that we can be the church, so that we can function as the church. So really, like looking at these words and, and, and the meanings of these words, for me anyway, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but reading it and having read it, having understanding now the, the meaning of them, it, it's kind of flipped in my, in my head and in my understanding um, the, the position of these things. And I'm not trying to say that, that any are more important than others, but when we first read it, you're like, apostles, prophets, uh, evangelists, like in our head, well, they're the, they're the big guys. Like they're, they're the ones doing the thing, right? And, and yes, they are. They're, they're doing an important role and they're taking the message of the gospel. But then you have the shepherds, the pastors, and the teachers whose job and role it is to teach and care for and make sure that, 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 that the church is okay, that the church is being taught the, the truth, that everyone is being spiritually fed, that everyone is being spiritually cared for, that there's, there's, there's so much importance in every single one of these roles, which is why the five-fold ministry was designed by God to work together cohesively and collectively as one. They're not supposed to be five different things that operate in their own thing and have no idea what anybody else is doing. It's when the five work together that the church operates and functions the way that it was actually designed to be. That's when the church grows. That's when the people in the church um, have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. That's when the church experiences the goodness of God and the favor of God and the blessing of God. When the fivefold ministry of functioning together, God's church is functioning the way that He designed it to be. Right? So now that we've gone over these, I just want to take a few moments to look at the whys of this verse. Because we read that, that, that whole thing at the start, and it, it showed us the fivefold, but it gave us the reasons why the fivefold needs to operate. So look, just look at verse 12 uh, of that for me, if you can chuck that up, David. Um, verse 12 of Ephesians 4, I think. It was Ephesians 4, and now I've lost my place. Um, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the fivefold are given to the church for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So this one's pretty self-explanatory. All the five gifts are given to the church so that all believers can be fully equipped with what they need to know and serve God faithfully. So that the body of Christ, or the church, can be built up and established in all truth. 
Because the word edify literally means to instruct or improve someone morally or intellectually. So the fivefold is designed to, to feed the church so that the church can grow and improve intellectually in our understanding of God, in our understanding of the Word, but also morally so that the church is shaped to the life of Jesus Christ and the life that God has called His church to live. Like That is why the fivefold exists, to edify the church, to teach the church, to guide the church, to lead the church. So to edify the church is to teach the church the truth so that our understanding becomes complete, so that intellectually we are able to to see and discern truth from lies. Because it continues in verse 14 and 15 of this this same chapter. we, 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 We read this earlier. Verse 14 and 15. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in, uh, in all things into him who is the head, Christ. It's, it, it's super interesting that, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up, excuse me, into all things, into him who is the head, Christ. So the fivefold ministry of the church is given by God to protect all his people and to protect his church from all sorts of worldly corruption. So that the lies of the world, the lies of the enemy don't infiltrate the church. So that the church does not lose sight of the spirit and the things of the spirit. So that the spiritual do not remain babies. Just just think about a, a baby for a moment, a newborn baby. The only place that that newborn baby can go is wherever it's carried. It has no ability whatsoever to move itself anywhere. It's picked up and it's carried wherever the parents want to go. Right? It has no control. The fivefold ministry of the church is designed so that those who become born again, Effectively, obviously, we're not babies again, but spiritually, we're, we're babies. Because we don't know, we don't understand what am I supposed to do, where am I, how am I supposed to get there, where, like, how's it going to happen, right? That's the role of the fivefold ministry in the church to teach these people so that they no longer have to be uh, carried around to and fro like babies here, come here with me, follow me, do, do, do this, do whatever, and, right? And, so that nothing else comes in, no one else comes in and says to those who are spiritually young, hey, look at this, look at this. And they're like, yeah, but that's not in the world. No, no, just look at this. It's really cool and you'll see because there's so much of that out there in the world, right? So many things and so many teachings that, that sound good on the surface. And if people are crafty with words, you can kind of 
manipulate the scriptures to make it say what you want it to say. Right? The reality is any of us can do that. We need to be careful that when we read scripture, we take what we're reading in the context of what it's actually trying to say. Right? That's just another thing. But, but that's the role of the fivefold to protect the church, to protect the truth, right? So that we're not tossed to and fro, so that we're not confused by every other word, by every false deceit, by every lie, by every trickery of the enemy to deceive the church into believing something that's not true. You look at the prosperity gospel and and those who preach and proclaim that. Man, it sounds good, (laughs) doesn't it? And... We could all, if we're honest, say, man, I kind of wish that was true, right? And, and the idea of, which is more of a, 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 um, a new age teaching of manifesting, you know, if you believe it enough and if you proclaim it, you can have anything, be anything. It's, it's rubbish, right? Because it's not the truth of the word of God. And that's our job, that's the church's job to protect. The fivefold ministry protects the church from that kind of rubbish so that the truth remains the truth. It's not about <coughs> prosperity and it's not about wishing and hoping and, 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 and wanting anything. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the cross. It's about what he did. It's about what we're called to. It's about eternity in the kingdom of heaven. Whatever happens here doesn't actually matter in the, in the long run, right? It's eternity in the kingdom of heaven that we're looking forward to and that we're living for and that God has called his church to be focused on. It's not about anything else and that is the role of the fivefold. It's no secret that God's church and all things truth-related are under attack in the world. That the fivefold ministry that is gifted to the church is to protect us. As the fivefold functions together collectively, all aspects of the needs of God's people are met. So that truth remains truth. And so that church remains an example of God and his kingdom in this world. We need, here in this place, all of the fivefold functioning how they were intended to. And, and to say it again, hopefully you, you see these things in essence are, are a lot more simple and easy to understand than, than, than what our pre-understanding would have led us to. We, the church, are the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the, the, the shepherds, the evangelists. I forgot the evangelists. We, the church, are those things. And God's given them to us to protect the church so that truth remains truth. This is God's church at work in the world. It's simple. And God made it simple. We stuff it up. We confuse it. God made it simple. And he designed it in such a way that it protects itself from the inside out. In the same way that he changes us from the inside out. Father God, 
Uh, Lord, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you for truth. We thank you, Father God, for your church, that we, your people, are your church, given to this world to be bearers of truth, to carry the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to hear you speak and share what you speak with each other and with the world, Lord God that you, you've called us to, to take care of each other within the church, to lead each other, to shepherd each other, to pray with each other, to care with each other, Lord God, and to teach each other truth so that your church can be edified, so that we, your church, can grow in this world, Lord God, so that you're glorified, so that your name is glorified, so that your kingdom is glorified, Lord God. Continue to teach us, continue to shape us, continue to mold us, Lord God, into all that we need to be. We want to be the church that you've designed us to be, Lord God. We're sorry for any focus we've ever had that has not been you, where we've tried to reach out and do something that was not a part of your plan, Lord God. We ask for your forgiveness and just pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would lead us day to day, that we would focus on the simplicity of what you've called us to do and not try and confuse it. And Lord, thank you that you continually protect us from all the lies of the world. Lord, continue to protect your church from the lies of the enemy, from the absolute rubbish that exists in this world today that is being proclaimed as truth, that is being proclaimed as life that we know is a lie and we know leads to death. Lord God, protect your church, we pray. And thank you, Father, for the way that you've gifted each and every person here. And I pray, Holy Spirit, again, as I did the other week, that you would lead each and every person here in this place to a deeper understanding of where you've called them to fit within this fivefold and the areas that, that you have really gifted each and every person here so that we, your church, can function here in this place, the fivefold can function here in this place the way that you've called it to, Lord God, so that you can be glorified and that your church can be edified in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.